back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You listen to On the Block 93.7 The Ticket. Mate Brennan coming at you. Joined by the Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland. Strick, how you doing? Hey, water, wine. <laughs> Turn water into wine. Hey, that's the best combo, right? Uh, we're <laughs> we're going to need wine for this next conversation. Uh, hopefully we won't get too heated. Uh, Joey Helmer, he covers Oklahoma for 24-7 Sports, OU Insider. Uh, he's going to join us right now. Joey, how you doing, man? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Is it? Uh, it's not snowing up there today, is it? I know you guys have had some snow up there in recent days. Uh, we, we've had all kinds of weather, man. I mean, we've had winds from 40 to 50 miles an hour, 85-degree weather to snow. I mean, it's been all over the place. So uh, we won't talk too much about the weather uh, because I know that's been in a lot of people's minds. People aren't too happy with that. Uh, but one thing we do want to make sure we talk about and then just kind of uh, something that Strick sent me the other day. Uh, and I saw that you've retweeted it as well, uh, Joey. Oklahoma, 75,000 fans in attendance for the spring game. I'm not sure if every spring game's done yet, but that is actually uh, first in the country. Um, can you just tell me, compared to years past, is this pretty on par? Um, you know, honestly, this is <laughs> not on par at all. It's, it blew... Uh, any spring game in the past out out of the water. I think before the pandemic, the record was like fifty thousand or fifty one thousand, somewhere somewhere in the fifty thousands. And uh, Brent Venables this spring um, said numerous times how much he wanted the fan support, wanted this uh, Palace on the Prairie to be packed out, and that it was to the tune of seventy five thousand plus fans. So um, it was a record. It, it was surprising. I had people the day before the game telling me that the buzz on campus corner felt like a real football game buzz. And I kind of, I was like, well, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see. I still think it's a spring game and, you know, it's going to be the best spring game crowd that Oklahoma has had, but we'll, we'll see what the number actually ends up being. Well, on Saturday, getting over there, uh, to the stadium, and it did feel like a real game day. It, it was almost surreal, and fans were still filing in, guys, at the end of the first quarter because um, they I think they only had so many uh, entrances open to the stadium, and I was told that um, if, if you guys are familiar with the stadium at all, um, on the south side, Lindsay Street uh, crosses across the way in the – lines for admission were all the way back to Lindsay Street. So wow. uh, it was it was yeah. just a crazy, crazy day, and um, certainly the atmosphere was unlike anything I've ever seen at the spring game. So this is Eric. How you doing? Thank you again for joining us on the block. We appreciate your time. Um, so with that, do you think a lot of this had to do with the fact that, you know, just to throw it back in Lincoln Riley's face, just to basically let him know that, hey, you made a mistake on this when you left. And what was your take on uh, – there had to be a lot of new additions. Um, there was a lot of, you know, individuals that have now come in based on the – you know, after leaving. You know, so what is your take? What is your feel on how the program is? And, and is it stable with what Venables has to work with? So those are two great questions. To the first one – 
I, I think from the fan standpoint, it was probably their first time to say, hey, you know, we're Oklahoma football and we're going to support this program um, regardless of, of who our coach is. And, and, oh, by the way, we love our coach in Brent Venables now. This is mm-hmm. the guy that uh, the minute Lincoln Riley walked out the door that people were screaming they needed to bring Brent, Brent Venables back. And so uh, I think there's an excitement level around this program right now uh, that also is unlike something I've seen it, at least in the last 10 to 15 years. Um, it, to me, from people I've talked to, um, I started covering the program in, in about 2006 or 2007, and people have told me this has a very early Bob Stoops feel to it right now. And if it does, it's easy to see um, why <laughs> there was so so much success for Oklahoma it, it, immediately when Bob Stoops took over uh, because there, there's just an energy around the program uh, right now that's uh, ki- kind of unprecedented from what I've seen. And then um, I'm trying to remember what your <laughs> your second question was after I kind of rambled oh, that's on okay. there a little it, bit. It just dealing, it's okay. It's just dealing with there's a lot. there's been a lot of transition, obviously, with peak players leaving and, and going their separate ways. You know, obviously some – high recruits that you guys had brought in. And then now how do you feel about the new additions or those who have had to step up and fill the voids based on what you were able to see? How do you feel? How do, how do you feel about the stability of the program or does that even matter this year? Yeah. So that's been a really interesting uh, storyline this spring with you talk about some of the notable um, additions like Dylan Gabriel at quarterback. And you'd think, uh, maybe that would be kind of a transition. Obviously, the in, <laughs> half of an entire coaching staff that's new right now, and so blending that, and so yeah, the stability of the program instantly comes to mind. And uh, I just think from people I've talked to, from the coaches, from the players, it's been about as seamless as it could be. Dylan Gabriel right now is the clear-cut leader of this team, and uh, Brent told us a story about. Uh, after the game the other day at halftime, uh, one one of the things that he's really tried to establish and I think has been successful in, in so doing is uh, just the culture. Uh, Oklahoma doing the things the right way, and that comes down to anything, including cleaning up the locker room. And he said a couple of players, Gabriel and wide receiver Marvin Bams, uh, were late out in onto the second half because they were cleaning the locker room, guys. And so wow. uh, th- there's an accountability with this program right now uh, that I think is helping with the stability. And so to answer your question, I, I think Oklahoma is fine from that standpoint. And uh, th- it- this has been a really, really good spring for Oklahoma. Uh, Joey Helmer covers Oklahoma for 24-7 Sports OU Insider. He's joining us right now. We're talking about the spring game. Uh, Oklahoma had 75,000 fans. Nebraska had 54,000. They came in fourth. Oklahoma leads the country. Uh, Joey, one thing I want to ask you is kind of the recruiting perspective of things. Because one thing, I was doing a little bit of digging, looking on 24-7. And then the class of 2020, the Oklahoma was sixth in the transfer rating. Class of 2021, first in the transfer rating. Class of 2022, fourth in the transfer rating. So Oklahoma really hitting the transfer transfer portal hard. I know Nebraska has two uh, the past couple seasons. Did you have a lot of transfers there for the spring game? Yeah, you know, as far as 
um, re- recruits and everything. Um, there, there, there was a ton of high school level talent on campus for that, and um, I think Oklahoma certainly is going to going to be looking into the portal here. Um, Venables mentioned the fact that uh, with the backup quarterback situation, the portal might be an option for that, and so we'll see moving forward, but. There, there's been an emphasis for Oklahoma on recruiting um, that's kind of been different, too, than what we were accustomed to seeing under the, the Lincoln-Riley era. Uh, that is, Brent Venables is going to be very particular with uh, the, the guys he takes. You know, he, he wants commitments to be commitments. And, and now nowadays, <laughs> that's, that's a hard thing because with guys, you know, visiting all these different schools and, and everything, but I think Oklahoma's recruiting is going to be different from that standpoint. There's going to be a loyalty to this thing. And it's easy for me to say now kind of taking a, a, a little bit more of a mac, macro approach and seeing uh, what Clemson was able to do, kind of why they were able to do some of the things that were – because they want – you know, it, it's it's hard to develop back, you know, back to that previous question, stability when you guys have just players – coming in and out of your program. And so uh, that's something that Lincoln, uh, or excuse me, uh, Brent Venables has, has really wants to make sure is not the case. Again, Joey Helmer covers Oklahoma for 24-7 sports. Join us right now. Joey, you couldn't have picked a, a little bit of a more difficult schedule before you face off against Nebraska. You start the season with UTEP, then go uh, play Kent State, both those games at home. Then you travel to Lincoln. I, I know it's it's a one and zero mentality for all these college football teams. You focus on the 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 person ahead of you on the schedule. Do you think that maybe Venables and those guys are already looking at that Nebraska game in Lincoln? Oh, I think there's probably something to be said for that for sure. Uh, obviously, they they've said all the right things. You know, they're focusing on the the very first game against UTEP and. Um, as they should be. It's the first game of the Venables era, but uh, you can't help but look at that non-conference schedule and see those two teams and then see uh, Nebraska, which was such a great rivalry for so, so many years. And, and I I just, to to me, last year, just being able to, and I'll take you guys back a little bit. Um, When I was a senior in college was the last time Oklahoma played in Lincoln in 2009 and I was unable to go because I guys I I placed my academics in front of going to one of the cathedrals of college football and so I've regretted it until this day and I I for one am as excited as anyone for that game so um yeah I I I think Oklahoma's probably looking at that one and certainly circling it a little bit differently. My last question, uh, Joey. Um, so we know that Brent Venables is a great he, – he was a great Stableton as far as the defense and, and getting stuff done and getting back to just raw domination from the defensive side of things. Now, my question to you is, do you think – that um, the fans are still kind of upset about the way that Lincoln Riley did it. Uh, is there still conversation and talk around uh, Norman about you know him bolting and then doing doing it the way that he did it, 
or is, is everybody just over it and they're looking for it now? How, how, how's the feeling about that now? I think Oklahoma fans just are, are kind of sick of it, honestly. And mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley kind of stoked the fire again with that Players' Tribune piece that uh, he came out with last week. And, uh, of course, you know, you saw the comparisons of the USC spring game. And I think they had like 33,000, which was a record for them as well. But you saw the pictures of that compared to Oklahoma. But uh, by and large, I, I just think Oklahoma fans are really they're, – they're pleased with the direction of the program right now. Mm-hmm. They, they really are. And with that said, you, you, you hit on what the biggest gripe was. It wasn't the fact that he left to go to USC. It, it was the way in which it was done. And right. um, a lot of people felt like their intelligence was insulted because, let's face it, that did not come together overnight. And there's no mm-hmm. reason to act like it did. It, it's – you know, it's one of those things, and even from my standpoint, uh, I felt like my intelligence was insulted to a degree because it's like I, I, I'm not one to believe that you're just coming back from Stillwater separate from the team, and that's absolutely the first time you've, you've talked right. to that administration. So, um, you, you know, there was that factor. But um, then talking about the defense, uh, Oklahoma has – struggled defensively yeah. um, outside of a, a maybe I think the 15 defense uh, nationally ranked all right, but they, they've been bad for the better part of a decade. And so uh, they're, they're, they're gladly around here willing to trade away a little bit of offense. Now I think they'll, they'll be really good offensively still, but they're gladly ready to trade that away for a defense that can be attacking and uh, some of those defenses that we used to see for Oklahoma when they played against the black shirts back in the day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Joey, my last question for you, uh, has there been any talk within the locker room, I guess, coaching staff, anything about moving to the SEC or, or are the guys for the most part still focused on, on playing in the big 12 for the next couple seasons? They're focused on the big 12 this year. Um, we haven't really heard a lot of talk on the, the year after that, but, Venables, as soon as he came in, in his press conference after he arrived at the airport and that next day when they introduced him as the head coach, um, he, he mentioned changing the culture to where it was ready for that move to the SEC. And in my mind, I have always thought 2023 was going to be the year. I, I just logistically don't think it's going to work when they bring those other schools in that Oklahoma and Texas are going to stick around. So I think that could all be kind of – timed up maybe to where you know next fall that's a not this fall but the uh, following fall that Oklahoma and Texas are uh, in the SEC and uh, we'll see kind of the next transition in college football there. Joey how about we uh, give you a call here close to this Nebraska Oklahoma game how's that sound? Absolutely I'd love it guys. Awesome man. We enjoy coming on with you guys. Absolutely We we appreciate your time thanks man. Hey, thanks. Have a good rest of the day, guys. Yep, you too. All right, you too. Joey Helmer covers Oklahoma for 24-7 Sports OU Insider. Uh, hopefully, good stuff. Yeah, good no, stuff. that was great stuff. Getting a little bit of some insight on Oklahoma. Hopefully, Strick, he uh, has to write an article about how bad Nebraska beat Oklahoma. I didn't want to say that while he was here. So we, we, that's, we, what I would like, <laughs> that's what I would like to see. Yeah, we, we, we don't want to wish that on him. But uh, great stuff. Again, that was Joey Helmer. Covers Oklahoma for 24-7 Sports. OU Insider. Uh, he's on his way out, so you know what that means. It's time for Shootout with Strick. 
your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Go ahead and call us. Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Call us. See if you can beat the Nebraska Hall of Famer Eric Strickland in some trivia. Uh, you're listening to On the Block, 93.7 The Ticket.